Hello there, friends and family. Thank you so much for tuning in to Every Day is a Saturday. I'm your host, Brian Roof. You're listening to Episode 9, Forgotten Stories of Boot Camp. In the last episode, I talked about being released to my drone instructors all the way to earning the title of the United States Marine. But because there was so much that went on in boot camp, I was unable to cover everything, and I thought there were some funny stories and experiences that I missed, and I wanted to share with everyone, because they're too good to be left unsaid. So... Buckle up and let's get into it. But before we get into the episode, let's do what I like to do and uh, let's do a little buddy check. This is the time I like to take and uh, check on everyone out there tuning in. I hope you guys are doing well and that life is on a good trajectory for you. If not, and you're feeling down or maybe you just need someone to talk to, you're more than welcome to come visit me or find someone who maybe is going through the same thing, like a coworker, best friend, military buddy, anyone willing to listen to you blow off some steam, or maybe you just need someone to talk out loud to, you know, work through something. Um, a lot of times, though, we as people tend always to put on a smile, happy face, or try to act so tough. It prevents us from ever getting the help or opening up to people, and we bottle things up, which has an adverse effect like making us have uh, lots of anxiety, stress, or even bad thoughts, just to name a few. I can say that I have noticed a huge change on um, awareness of mental health from the times of when I was a teenager, and I'm glad because mental health is important to our physical health as well. Mental health and physical health go hand in hand, no doubt. Just please, before you do something that can't be undone, reach out again. Reach out, guys. Don't be afraid. You know, um, like I said, it doesn't hurt to go get help when you need it. And, you know, maybe it's not you that needs help and you kind of realize there's other people out there. Um, you know, don't be afraid to just go out and say hello and, and talk to someone and ask them how they're doing. And, you know, just do a checkup if you haven't heard um, from someone in a while and, you know, maybe they're down. Um, but, you know, there's numbers out there that you guys can call if you don't want to talk to someone directly. You can talk to someone discreetly. It's the Crisis Lifeline. The number for that is 988, and then you'll press 1. And if you don't feel comfortable talking to someone, you're just going to go ahead and uh, give them a text, 838-255, 838-255. Once again, this is your buddy check. If you need help, get your help. If you know someone needs help, help them out. All right, guys, this is episode nine, Forgotten Stories of Boot Camp. I really appreciate you guys listening up to this point. Um, if you guys haven't had the chance to go back and listen to episode eight, um, that will kind of help you kind of understand these stories better um, because these are just basically stories. I'm not kind of explaining boot camp anymore. These are some of the stories that I meant to talk about in uh, the last episode, but kind of glanced over them. You know, sometimes when you get to uh, telling stories on here, uh, kinds of leads you in different directions. And then I, when I look back at my notes, it's like, dang, man, I left out a lot of stuff that uh, I thought was kind of cool or pretty funny and uh, didn't want to miss. Um, so we won't uh, keep you much longer and uh, let's go ahead and get into some of these stories or some of the situations um, you know in boot camp so being a bigger dude all the way through high school and stuff like that um, when I ended up getting into boot camp they identified me as 
what they call a diet recruit. And uh, being a diet recruit pretty much sucks ass. Um, they put these lines on your um, on your uh, sweaters or even like your uh, you know your green shirts, and it it basically identifies you as a diet recruit. And um, because we they put the platoon, and then they would put like these white lines um, above and below the platoon number, um, and only for the diet recruits. And so, being a diet recruit, every time we would go to the chow hall. We would line up, basically, and uh, march over there. And then um, once we got to the chow hall, um, they made us do a whole little chant, like, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, attack the chow hall, aye, sir! And then we had to scream it, and then we all had to run up and get ourselves in line. Well, if you're a a diet recruit um, in this situation... Um, you go to the very back. And then they have these other guys who are little fucking guys who are like, they call them double ration guys. And these motherfuckers are allowed to go, um, after they're done eating, they can go back through the line one more time because they're so small. Well, not for us. As the diet recruit goes through the stinking line, you know, we're all like, hell yeah, man. We're like, we're like, you know, when you first knew, you're not really realizing what's about to happen. You know, so you're going through the chow hall line in the cafeteria and, and, you know, you're getting everything everybody else is. You're like, hell yeah, dude. And then you get to the end of the line and there's a fucking drill instructor standing there waiting for you. And he looks at your tray and he's like, you know, he sees like some rice or something. He's like, don't even touch your rice, you know. Um, And then he'd be like, eat half of that. Don't touch that. You can eat a little bit of that. Um, And then... Like we, I loved I, like Jello was kind of like a like a treat for us. Well, I could get Jello, but it had a little whipped cream on it. He was like, "No whipped cream." And so you're like, "Oh well, why don't you just go ahead and eat it when you sat down?" Well, <laughs> not that easy. At the end, when you're done eating, and here's the thing: as a diet recruit, you're uh, you're at the end of the line. So um, when the little guys are all done eating, it doesn't matter if you're done or not. You got to be done eating. Um, and the drill instructors, they all sit at like a, a table and they just look at everybody um, as we're eating. And we're supposed to basically have our heels touching and just like look down at our plate and just sit there and shove our faces in. And that's probably why I eat hella fast to this day is because in boot camp, man, everything was super fast. And being a direct coot, I was hungry as shit. I went in the uh, cafeteria hungry and I left that son bitch hungry. So, um, you know, I just <laughs> wanted to eat and I ate fast as hell. I scarfed it and probably just uh, swallowed most of my food. And then so when when we're done eating... Um, and hurried through it, we got to stand and wait with our uh, our um, trays with the plate, and the drill instructor comes through and inspects and makes sure you didn't touch or eat whatever he said, don't fucking touch and eat. And I tell you what, you better not. He remembers exactly what you had on their plate. I don't know how, and I, and I don't know if they trick us with that shit, but they do, man. Um, I've seen guys try to, try to fake the funk, and they get smoked um, <laughs> for lying. But uh, I thought you guys would really like that story. Um, it kind of sucked being a diet recruit. Um, <laughs> so I would uh, 
you know, tell you if you were ever to go through boot camp or something, get yourself in as the best shape as you can so you don't got to be um, labeled as a diet recruit because, like I said, you stick out like a sore thumb and you're last for everything and you got to be inspected and not fun, man. So don't be a diet recruit like me. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get into the next story. So a good story to follow up um, with that last story because it's about the chow hall and stuff. This is about my buddy who, um, if you had listened to some previous episodes, I had talked about. Um, we went, me and the, the recruiter and another guy, we picked up um, a guy from a place that I used to work, uh, the Oaks Christian Campground, and um, he went to boot camp with me. And I did tell you in that uh, episode, I have a funny story to tell you. This is the funny story. So, as you guys know, um, I'm pretty sure uh, you guys that have already been through it, you know, we're not allowed to bring shit into the uh you know, back to the squad bay, no food, no drinks, none of that. Well, Isaac, um, the, my buddy that uh, went to boot camp with, I guess he decided that uh, he thought he was going to be slick and try to sneak in some um, yogurt, right? <laughs> so, um, and I, no one knew that he had this yogurt on him um, until the incident had occurred. So anyways, uh we get back from the chow hall, and um, typically the drill instructors, they like to do uh, like, um, it's kind of like a knowledge time thing, and they set up these uh, foot lockers on top of each other, and the drill instructor sits up and talks to everybody and gives us knowledge about something. I don't even, you know, at the time, I don't even know what was going on. Well... You know, because these motherfuckers like to fuck with us every time we go to sit down. And, you know, we got to probably sit up and down like 10, 20 times before they feel like we uh, sat down fast enough for them. So, and remember that when we sit down, we always got to sit down left over right Indian style. Not just sitting on your ass and however you want. So, um, we're sitting here doing these up downs and sitting up, sitting down, sitting up, sitting down. I look over to my right and like, cause in my peripheral, I see stuff all over the ground and it's like this purple fucking, and I'm like, that's yogurt. And I can see my buddy Isaac and his eyes are lit up, man. I mean, he's just, he looks deathly afraid. And I mean, he's just like. As we're, you know, going up and down, he's trying to, like, scoot his ass on it and trying to wipe it up. And, I mean, it's it's beyond um, wiping with your ass at this point. It's it's a it's a big mess. Um, you know, I don't know how he managed to squeeze every fucking ounce of the yogurt out of the, the container, but he did it. Um, so, um, and, and while we're sitting up and down and, I, and I'm realizing it, I'm just in my head like, oh, my gosh. And he's, like, whispering, like, help me. <laughs> he's like help and i'm like bro I, I i'm not saying none of this this is all just in my mind i'm thinking i ain't fucking helping you man like you're fucked on that one what a dumbass bringing in some yogurt <laughs> so needless to say as we're doing this the drill instructor finally catches it and sees it and just loses his mind man gets him takes him to what we call a quarter deck and those quarter decks is where they would punish you and i mean you could just hear him up there getting punished um and i sir i sir but man 
Don't ever sneak food into the barracks. I assure you, they will catch your ass. All right, so another funny little story is um, when uh, I first got into, uh, you know, receiving and all that stuff, and they check your vision and all that stuff, and my vision, I've always had astigmatism. I just kind of didn't like wearing uh, glasses. I was supposed to wear glasses, you know, since I was, like, in sixth grade. I think I stopped wearing them probably, like, around seventh grade, so never wore them, like, all the way through high school. Just wasn't a fan of them, um, you know. Now I'm wearing them every day. <laughs> but anyhow, so when I was in um, boot camp, I uh, was supposed to be prescribed these glasses. And we call these um, glasses birth controls because, I mean, they are the most hideous spectacles you could ever find. And, I mean, they, they, they're they probably the cheapest. That's You know, they're just some square brown uh, hideous looking glasses. So I, I really didn't want to wear these things at all. So, um, when I got them issued, I tried to hide them, you know, cause I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to need these things. Well, that was true up to a point. Um, I didn't need glasses, but when we ended up getting into the, going up North to, uh, Edson range and, um, uh, we had to do the firing range man, my eyes were fucked up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even see the target at some, um, you know, at some uh, yardages that I was at, so um, I managed to uh, whip my glasses out, and when the drill instructors would take us to the firing range, um, they kind of were off from a distance, kind of watching us, um, it was more left up to the firing range personnel to kind of keep us in line and stuff like that. So um, I don't think the drill instructors were able to really catch me wearing these glasses. Because, dude, I only wore them during that. Like, it was like one week of uh, the shooting range or something like that. Um, and so I only wore them when I would go to the shooting range. And I'd take them suckers off immediately and just put them in my... Um, you know, we got like little cargo short, uh, cargo, um, pockets. Um, but you know, I did not want to wear those things. And any of you guys that had to wear them, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. And not only that, man, it just rubbed your fucking ears raw practically. Um, so I was refusing to wear them son of a bitches, but when it came to shooting, I, I needed them. And I, because I take everything serious and I wanted to, you know, do good. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to wear them and hopefully I don't get caught. And I did it, man. I made it all the way through. I was able to shoot, shot expert, and uh, no problems. And like I said, that was the only time I wore them, and they didn't come out any time after shooting. For uh, some of my listeners that maybe haven't went through boot camp or, you know, experienced um, even a Marine boot camp, um, I thought maybe some of you guys would be interested in hearing how um, we spend uh, our free time when there is free time and out of seven days of the week there's only four hours in one day that they give us pretty much kind of a break and that was on Sundays and um, basically on these Sundays um, if you were uh, affiliated with any kind of religions you would go to that church service Um, it also gave us the opportunity we had to uh, wash our camis and um all of our uh skibby stuff 
Uh, they call them skibby shirts, skibby drawers, skibby socks. Um, we had to hand wash all that stuff. They had a little wash rack outside, and uh, we had brushes and some soap, and we would just scrub and scrub and scrub. And then after that, we would have to go hang dry um, our camis and stuff like that. So that was kind of interesting. And then we also, um, during these four hours, uh, was gives an opportunity um they would let us read newspapers and um we can kind of get caught up on current events because uh, i mean obviously we're not knowing what's going on in the outside world or anything like that um so they gave us newspapers uh gives us opportunities to write home to family members um, or even give us the opportunity to read um letters that we may have received um which that's you know, funny, um, I'll mention, uh, mail call too in this story. Um, but when, uh, there would be mail, the drill instructors would come and, um, you'd have to come receive your mail from them. And a lot of times the drill instructors, um, they didn't want to read the letters so much, but they did want to see any pictures that were sent, especially if they were females. Because <laughs> these fools would sit there and rate these chicks, man, and, and oh, yeah, so-and-so's got a fine little chick, man. Yeah, you know, and whatever. These dudes, uh, I think it gave them a little something to do. And, again, it gave them something to fuck with us because some guys, um, maybe the picture of their... Uh, significant other or you know their little fling <laughs> may not been the one and and these drill instructors man there's no uh there's no human resources uh per se and uh they don't give a shit about your feelings and they might tell you uh exactly uh how they feel and uh might tell you exactly how she looks <laughs> whether you like it or not um but those were kind of uh interesting and fun times i mean that they try to be a little bit uh you know i think that sometimes try to break things up and get a little bit lighthearted with us and try to make us laugh um to to break up some of the monotony of you know the strenuous training and um continuous being yelled at and treated like shit the entire time um but yeah so that's kind of how uh the mail call went and uh how we spent our uh four hours on sundays okay so these next two things kind of go hand in hand so i'm going to talk about them both and they'll kind of tie into each other but that's kind of talking about the sleeping conditions as well as hygiene inspection okay so after each day of training of course we're all dirty we're sweaty so they wanted us to always go shower up and clean up and you know shit shower and shave all those things so, um, but they would break us up into groups. They would have some guys in at the sinks, sh you know, shaving and then they, and brushing their teeth or whatever. And then they would have guys in the shower area. And of course, everything that we do was shared. So, I mean, there'd be as many guys that you could fit on one sink and as many as you guys can fit under a shower head. Um, no privacy whatsoever. Um, we'd also, we always had, um, going into these showers we had our shower shoes um and then we had um some whitey tidies and um a green skibby shirt is what we would call it which is an undershirt and um our hygiene bag and so once we are done um getting showered and shaving of course everything's always counted down 
Um, so everything's super fast. It's, fools would be cutting themselves, um, shaving all the time. You see dudes with cut marks on their uh, face because you always had to have a clean shave. Um, so once we're uh, done showering, we go back and we get online, and that's standing in front of our racks. Um, and there's two guys, obviously, because we do bunk beds, so we're usually standing next to someone. Now the drill instructor goes up and down the line, and he's now doing a hygiene inspection. And um, basically how my platoon did it is um, he would start off, uh, the drill instructor, you'd, you'd be at um, uh position of attention and as soon as he gets in front of you he would you'd have to say pop and you would uh, put your hands and you'd pop your hands up um, you know palms up to the roof and uh, kind of have your head you turn your head to the left on this time and so now he's sitting there inspecting your hands and your palms making sure you're washed making sure you're not dirty and then he's obviously checking your shave on the side of your face that you, you, you had and then when he'd say something, and then you would have to go uh, pop or something like that. It's like snap, pop. One of them was snap, one of them was pop. I couldn't remember which is which. But anyhow, so then we'd pop to the other way, and you'd put your palms down. So now they're checking your fingernails, making sure you don't got dirt under your fingernails, making sure your fingernails were cut properly, and also making sure that you shaved um, well. And if you didn't shave, oh, man. If you didn't shave well or they saw, like, some stubs, their way of uh, fixing that is have you dry shave. They would make you get your shave out and sit there and dry shave it in front of everybody. <laughs> Another thing uh, that they were very important on at this point, moment in time was they wanted us to always be hydrated. So... Um, after we went through our hygiene inspection, we would always have, we always carry two canteens, these green canteens, um, on us, and they'd always be filled with water. So um, these guys would make us do one whole canteen right before we get into the rack, of course. And we'd have to sit there and drink our canisteens, and, and you have to drink the whole canteen. If you didn't drink the whole canteen, You'd be pouring water on yourself because the expectation is, is once you're done drinking, you're supposed to hold the canteen over your head. So, you know, you're going to get some drips, but if you didn't drink a lot, you're going to get drenched. And there was guys that did it, man, because sometimes um, you just, you know, after drinking so much water, you feel waterlogged. And sometimes they'd make us drink more than one canteen. And um, they were super um, serious about uh, staying hydrated and because um, they didn't want us, you know, to to get the silver bullet from the good old docks. Um, if you don't know what silver bullet is, check that out. <laughs> but, um, all right. So after we got ourselves all, um, you know, hydrated and all that stuff, got ourselves into the racks. Now, if you listen to some previous, uh, episodes when receiving, they introduced us to Firewatch. Well, we still had Firewatch in our barracks every night. Um, and you had a, it was two guys per watch, and you did it for an hour. And uh, like I said, you had to wear your little um, vest and have your little moonbeams and, um, you know, report anything that's unusual to the drill instructors. Um, and when we slept, they always had to sleep the same way. We had to wear our whitey tidies and a green skibby street uh, shirt, uh, no socks on. And we had to tuck our uh, green shirt into our whitey tidies. So 
Man, if you could only imagine how we look in our little whitey tidies with some green shirts and these little shower shoes running around. It's uh quite it's it's hilarious. But uh anyways, uh, that that kind of concludes that story. All right, so one quick last story before uh we go ahead and conclude this episode. And uh this one was um a recruit in my platoon. Um he wasn't uh very good with English. Um he 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 didn't speak very good English. He understood English really well, but he just couldn't speak it. Well, one time this dude got himself in a little bit of trouble with a drill instructor. So his punishment was they sent him into the head, also known as the bathroom for uh, some of you guys. Um, And he was sent in there to go have an argument with himself about who's uglier, him or the guy in the mirror. So he had to say, I'm ugly. No, you're ugly. You're ugly. No, I'm ugly. And, and and I'm saying it really good. That poor guy, his English wasn't very good, so he was really struggling with it, and it would getting into, you know, tongue twisters. And, I mean, we are all, as recruits, just trying not to laugh at the guy. Poor guy, man. But um, in reality, they didn't really mess with him too much other than that kind of that one time. But, uh, gosh, damn, man. They had him probably going for about five, ten minutes, you know, and – uh, we're just, like I said, the recruits in there trying not to laugh at them because you don't want to get your ass in trouble next. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the story, and that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode 9, Forgotten Stories of Boot Camp. Um, you know, I didn't really get a chance to finish all those stories, so I thought I'd put together a quick little episode, um, kind of going through some of the stories that I missed. There's tons of stories in boot camp. I mean, it's 12 weeks worth of training. So, you know, I thought I would share what I could with you guys. I just want to thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time to listen to each and every one of my episodes. If you haven't had the chance to check them out, when you have some free time, please go check them out. Also, if you could, please either rate the show or the episodes. Um, That would be awesome and much appreciated. It would help me grow the show. And once again, I thank you so much for listening to Every Day is a Saturday with me, myself, and I, Brian Roof.